Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Rob Kosberg here. Excited to bring you another episode of the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. You are going to love the guest today. Uh, Matthew Ferry is a spiritual teacher, songwriter, best-selling author of the book Quiet Mind, Epic Life, which is a fantastic book. For the last 30 years, Matthew's coached thousands of top performers to achieve enlightened prosperity, which is very interesting, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, He's the leader of the Ignite Mastermind and the creator of a street-tested methodology called the Rapid Enlightenment Process. Matthew, I'm super honored to have you today. Thanks for being on the podcast, my friend. I am really excited. I think that we are going to get our listener inspired and lit up to set goals in a whole new way today. Love it. I'm a big goal setter myself, something that I do every single year and generally quarterly will also look at my goals. But, you know, I'm very intrigued by this entire rapid enlightenment process. You have this amazing workbook, which you sent to me. Uh, the light is uh, there. You got it as well. <laughs> but I mean, holy cow, this is like a book. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you, by the way, for sending to me. Everything you guys do is just extraordinary, uh, the highest quality. And so let's start there. Um, in your Enlightened goal setting workbook. You talk about traditional goal setting versus this enlightened goal setting. Can you talk to me about what is the difference between those? No problem. Rob, uh, as you know, I have been working with top performers for decades and decades. And, and one of the things that I ran into over and over and over in my one on one coaching practice is that people would set goals. They would get excited about them initially. And then they would peter out and they'd stop doing them. Yeah. That was one side. There was another side, uh, which was much less understood, uh, but something that I was very confronted with. And that is people would set goals. They would go through the process. They would achieve the goals and they would literally say to themselves, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This On is to it? the next this goal is- now. That's more like yeah, me. I was like, okay, well, that was, <laughs> that was exciting. Now what? Yeah. There was, uh, in this process, a deep sense of dissatisfaction. And it seemed like no matter how successful my client would get, the satisfaction, the hole that they experienced inside, like, when am I going to feel certainty and confidence and, uh, and peace of mind? I thought achieving all these goals would get me there. Yeah. And yeah. They didn't. Right. It didn't work. And, and Rob, I've been setting goals since I was five years old. You know, my, my father, his mentor was a man named Earl Nightingale. Earl yeah. Nightingale sat me on his lap at five years old and, and took me through my first goal setting exercise. And I've been a goal setter my whole life. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you set goals the traditional way, you will one, not likely fully achieve the goals. That's one side. And then two, if you are lucky enough to succeed and achieve those goals, you will have this incredibly disheartening moment where you discover it didn't do the trick. Right. Right. It wasn't enough. Right. So that's traditional goal setting. (laughs) Heartbreaking, right? Like, uh, wow, I actually did it. And uh, I should feel great, but instead I just feel like it's time to move on to the next thing. 
Exactly right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I really appreciate traditional goal setting and I've done it my entire life. Uh, but about 10 years ago, I started to realize that there was an enlightened perspective that one could adopt in goal setting that would massively accelerate your peace of mind, your joy in the process, your exuberance, your your flow and your love of what you're doing. And and Rob, when I started to bolt that together, but I would like burst into tears of joy on a regular basis wow. for no reason. I was just I was just doing the same stuff I was doing before. It was just right. all of a sudden it totally changed the experience I was having of creating the life that I wanted, a life of purpose and meaning. Mm, mm. It's really cool. I, That's sort of the difference it. between the uh, traditional goal setting and the enlightened goal setting process is really the experience. And let's be honest, when you're lit up, when you're stoked, when you're excited, when you're feeling good, when you're energized – you're more attractive, you're more creative, you're more resourceful, you're more fulfilled. You pull people in, you can see things that other people can't see. It's ridiculous. Right. I totally agree. I want to dig just a little bit deeper on this because uh, I'm a bit of, t of a tactician myself. And so when I hear all this, I go, give me something. Like, you sure. know, everybody's got their five yeah. steps or six, six steps. You don't have to yep. lay everything out. But but talk me through. I completely see the difference between the two. Talk me through how somebody wraps their mind around, you know, this enlightened goal setting as opposed to uh, the type of goal setting that can lead to dissatisfaction. I think it starts by acknowledging the motivation behind the goal. Okay. And most of us are pre-embroiled in survival-based ideas. And because we are top performers and we are lifelong learners and we hire the coaches and hire the trainers and listen to the podcast like we're doing right now, because we're those kinds of people, we have had to relanguage our survival motives to try and make them sound like they are thriving hmm. motives, but they're not. And so the first thing that I assist people in doing is getting down to, are you trying to survive better through this goal? Because if you are, you will never be satisfied or fulfilled. Greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, victim, lazy. Those are at the heart of almost all of our goals. Mm. Wow. And until we go through a process of, of investigation, which is what I ask people to do in my workbook, until we go through a process of investigation, it's very difficult to recognize that I have taken a mud pie I've slathered some ice cream over the top and I'm calling this my exciting goal that I want to achieve. <laughs> but really underneath there is I don't want to look stupid. Hmm. I want to be celebrated. I want people to think I'm amazing. Hmm. I want to have a bunch of cool stuff. I, I want people to know that I'm awesome. Hmm. Every one of those things underneath them. Yeah. Is actually a survival motive. And when you accomplish it. You don't have a thriving experience. Mm. Enlightened experience and thriving experience, they're the same thing. Mm. So step one would be to investigate, what is my actual motive? Okay. Step two would be to get connected to something called your most 
cherished experience. And this is where traditional goal setting blows it because we actually think that our goals are going to create this ultimate experience for us. The problem is we don't know what the ultimate experience is. We haven't taken the time to figure out what do I think this new car or this new business objective or this new project or or whatever, right? There's, I'm going to invest in this new thing. What do I think that that is going to actually create for me experientially? It turns out that human beings are only experience oriented. That's it. Like that's all we have. Hmm. Experience. Everything that you say you want, everything you, you do is about the experience that you have. And if you can't get clear about that, if you don't have clarity around your most cherished experience, then every goal you set will miss the mark because you're not actually trying to accomplish the thing. Right. You're trying to accomplish the experience. And here's the crazy thing. Once you go through that process, and I, I can't remember where it is in my book here, but this book is for free. So people can 100% download this immediately and have it for themselves. Just give me a second. I'll tell you where yeah, it is. And, and by the here way, it it's on uh, step number three in the book, right? Which is most cherished experience assessment. Gotcha. And I know we're going to give the link out at the end, but that was a very, very generous thing. Um, this amazing workbook uh, you can get at publishpromoteprofit.com forward slash goals, G-O-A-L-S. So publishpromoteprofit.com forward slash goals, and you can get a copy of this workbook and go through it. So sorry to interrupt, Matthew. Please continue. No, that's I, perfect. I, I um, love what you have here. You know, Rob, let's be honest. You're an extremely accomplished person. You have achieved the goals that you've set out for yourself. You have created a very, very spectacularly successful business. Your business has served me really, really well. I have experienced incredible success because of the service that, that you are providing, right? So you did it. You accomplished. You said you were going to do X and you did X. And then you're like, Okay, now what? <laughs> now what? What do I? Right. All right, and what comes what after X? <laughs> and we're not talking about you know like, are you a happy guy? Hell yeah! Are you a satisfied individual? Yes, you are. But are you experiencing the profound levels of peace of mind, trust, and knowing like all is well? I don't know. You and I haven't got to spend that much time together to discern that. But when you go through the enlightened goal setting process, where you end up is this is how I experience deep and profound satisfaction. Mm. And when you know what that is, none of the other stuff matters. Right. Right. All of a sudden, your goals stop being imperatives. Mm. Urgency, poof, disappears. Now, the survival mind, which I call the drunk monkey, it says, urgency disappears. Holy smokes. Don't do that. Right, right. What, are you going to be a lazy bum living in on somebody's couch? No. It is the exact opposite. When urgency disappears, inspiration is what is left. And there you are. I'm speaking to our listener now. You are a creator. You are a go-getter. You don't listen to this podcast because you're a schlub. 
You listen to this podcast because you want to get out there and kick ass and do some cool stuff. Right. Once we clear the illusion of urgency out of the way, what remains is this new energy inside of you, which is the energy of inspiration. And the energy of inspiration is one where you don't need to find your motivation again. You don't care about going into down cycles or up cycles or whatever. You just go through them. You're just like, that's just part of the process. Hmm. You're not burdened by the drunk monkey in your head. Like you're a loser and it's never going to happen. And you're stupid. And what's wrong with you? And other people are better than you. And how come you aren't succeeding? And you know, Rob and Matthew, there's on this and I'm not that, right? All of that stuff goes away Mm. it's pretty cool you know i that sounds amazing and i love the way you described uh the first step you know i guess distilling all of these goals that we have whether it's goals around uh something materially in our life goals around our relationships you know i i set like you do and and probably many other people, I set goals in in uh, many areas of my life, and in, in my faith, and my finances, and in, in my family and friendships. You know, so many different things. And so, some obviously have a kind of a material sense. Others, not material in the sense of a thing, they're, but in the sense quali- of a feeling. They're qualitative. They're right, qualitative so. about my life yeah. and and my mm-hmm. relationships and what that mean. But I love going. At least one and perhaps several layers deeper and really think, okay, what is it within me that, you know, what am I fulfilling by achieving that goal two or three layers deeper? I wonder if you can speak to that just a a little bit more and and how people kind of discover that. I think the, the most important thing is to start with the process of discovering your most cherished experience. And what you'll find is that that immediately informs you and, and begins to tell you. And so a simple way is a little more complex way in the workbook. And I really want people to go and just download the workbook yeah. and, and go through yourself. It's my gift to you. But a real simple way is to just take an important goal that you have and to begin asking yourself some criteria questions. What's important about that? Then you'll answer. So let's say um, you, uh, you're you talking about your relationship with your wife and you say, I would like to have a dramatic improvement in my time spent and the, and the love that I experience with my wife. Let's pretend that that's the, the goal. Okay. What's important about that? Well, and, and then you might say, well, I've devoted myself to this person and I want to make sure that, that she is, in my case, it's a she. I want to make sure that she is, you know, feeling loved and that, that I'm feeling loved and that it's easy to be around her. And you say, well, what's important about that? Okay. And you go, oh, well, I don't do well when we're in conflict. That actually distracts me and throws me off everywhere. And so I want to really work to be harmonious in my relationship with her. Well, what's important about that? Okay. Well, I think that really, if I'm being honest, I want to feel loved. Oh, well, what's important about that? It just makes me feel like everything's going to be okay. Hmm. Well, what's important about that? Well, I think that that's just like a state of peace. I'm just, I'm, I'm at peace when I know that everything is going to be okay. Right. Ding, 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 ding. We right. just got right. Where are you going after peace? There's no place. There's, that's right. the top, right? Peace, joy, love, certainty, confidence. You know, you get to one of those highest value experiential terms and everybody is different. Not everybody's peace. Everybody, everybody has their own version. Right. But knowing what that is 
then helps you to look into your relationship and say, okay, my relationship with my wife, to what degree am I experiencing peace there? Now, that is very different. Right. Now, the quality of that goal transforms and the probability of me experiencing success in that goal goes way up when I'm honest about what I'm actually trying to experience. Mm. Mm. It's so ridiculously powerful. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're, for example, um, in your relationship with your spouse, you may have been living in, in a set of illogical rules. So illogical rules are something that I talk about in my book, Why Mind Epic Life. Illogical rules are essentially like culturally indoctrinated rules that we follow that don't actually empower you. So for example, happy wife, happy life. If you want to have a crappy life, follow that rule. <laughs> the, the real effective thing to do is to make sure that my needs are met. Hmm. And that I am satisfied and fulfilled and stoked about my life because when I'm there, my wife loves who I am. Right. If I try to, if I try to help her feel better, I'm going to enter into the ultimate hamster wheel from hell. Yeah. Because there's nothing I can do to get her to feel better. Yeah. That's on her. And yeah. so. When I this is great, I'm, riff, I'm riffing here. I right? know, I'm I know. Riffing. But you've done this a few times, so <laughs> yeah. This is over the last ten years specifically. I would say the process like clicked in for me. Maybe maybe the previous ten years I was like, ooh, I was kind of dancing around it. But the last ten years, I just I was like, oh wow, this is it. Yeah, this is it. And you know, Rob, you need to remember. Many of my clients, billionaires, yeah. hundred millionaires, CEOs of, of, you know, international corporations, yeah. uh, you know, some of the most powerful people on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I wish I could list them off for you, but you know, that's not my yeah, relationship with them. Right. But, uh, the thing to know is that these people climb to the top of the mountain only to discover that wasn't it. Right. Right. And when we reoriented the way that they were setting goals such that at the basis of setting the goal is the context, what I call an enlightened perspective, that all is well, that nothing needs to be changed now, that everything is whole and complete exactly as it is. The moment we change that, every one of their goals shifted and all the things in their life that were degrading and destructive and nagging and agitating and, you know, like little rocks in their shoe, that stuff started to fall away. Mm. Mm. And, and the things that bubbled to the surface were the inspirational outcomes. Right. And they became better in their relationships and better at work and better in their creativity and better in their decision making. It all cleared up because your mental real estate isn't getting all jammed up. By survival motives, right. it literally sucks up your mental real estate. Right. You know, it, it's interesting going through the process that you just went through, which was very, very helpful for me and I'm sure for many people. In some ways, the goal may not actually change. If your goal is, as you expressed in the beginning, that you want to have a deeper, more loving relationship with your wife, 
you may come back to that exact same goal, right? It's not like you Absolutely. you abandon that. So, so talk me through the difference between, in one sense, the enlightened goal setting versus the traditional. Is it just a matter of because we're getting to the depth of it, it is highly more effective? Just walk me through the, the yeah, differences you're on there. It. You're on it, Rob. You're nailing it. Enlightenment is not a place. It's just a modern and rational outlook on life. And when one looks around in life, uncluttered by the legacy, biological and survival drives that we're, that all of us are burdened with, right? We, over the last hundred years, we've come to a place where we're not in survival at all. No one is listening to this podcast because they're trying to figure out how to survive better. Right. Everyone's listening to this podcast because they're like, Rob is the shit. He knows how to get things done. If I want to be an awesome author and and have a best-selling book, I need to be aligned with him. The people that he talks to is going to are going to help me with that. That's a thriving goal. Mm. That thriving condition is a representation of the experience that we're having in life. Like I can do these dreamy interesting things like write a book and publish it. Right. That's a I mean, come on. That is that there's no survival in that at all. Right. Right. And yet, if we examine the goals that we set, they are almost all wrapped in a survival motive. Mm. The enlightened perspective assumes that all is well. And when you assume that all is well, you free up your mindset, your mental chatter. The drunk monkey stops talking. Your mind goes quieter. Right. Because when you assume that all is well... Now you're a, you're addressing the situation more accurately. Mm. That's number one. Right. And number two, you have this incredible like surge of brain power and mind share. So now your goal, which you said, I want to be in a loving relationship with my wife. It used to be because I don't want her to leave me because I want to make sure she's going to be okay because it's happy wife, happy life. It's family first. Put my spouse's needs above my own. Make sure that the family's going to be okay. Be a good man. Be a good provider. Blah, blah, blah. You want to make sure your life is terrible? <laughs> Do those things. Right. But all of those things are how people are in relationship and when they finally connect with the all is well state those survival motives start to lose their grip so in the end the most direct answer to your question is survival context traditional goals mm. enlightened context enlightened goals nice it's a contextual framework nice it's sort of like this our ancestors used to think that the world was round and it dictated, I'm uh, sorry, the world was flat. Sorry, I was, I was going the other direction. Some people still think it's flat. Um, our, they do. Yeah. Our ancestors used to believe that the world was flat and that actually impacted their behavior. Mm. So as a sailor, you didn't go very far away from the coastline. Right. Because if you looked out there, you said, I, I'm going to fall off. Yeah. So I'm not going there. Whereas as soon as we got a new piece of information, oops, sorry, everybody, the world is actually round. Yeah. The brave souls like our listener 
not everybody, but the brave souls, the courageous, creative souls, the adventurers like our listener said, well, wait a second. If the world's round, I'm going to go see how far I can go. Now, here's the thing. They didn't need any new skills. They didn't need to learn more sailor tactics. Right. They didn't have to get a different boat. Everything was exactly the same, but they right. were able to travel farther, explore farther, discover more, open up routes that were never before available. The only thing that changed was the context. Mm. That's the difference between traditional goal setting and survival-based goal setting. Love the it. context. Love it. What a great analogy. Love that. Very, very good. Again, just to mention, you are very generously giving away the workbook, uh, Enlightened Goal Setting. There it is. Thank you again for sending this to me. I've already begun to dig into it. And that is at publishproprofit.com forward slash goals. Yep. And so uh, someone can go and, and get that uh, at any time that you're hearing this. Let me change gears for just a moment. We've been going uh, a good bit on this. Um, I like to talk to everybody on the Publish Pro Profit podcast about their books and, in particular, how they are using their books to make a difference in the world, to grow their businesses, to grow their authority, etc. Uh, your book uh, has done exceptionally well, obviously, you know, uh, Quiet Mind, Epic Life, beautifully done, incredibly well, well written. Talk to me about how you've used it, how you continue to use it. Uh, any stories or examples to help our listeners would be great. The thing about your book is that it is your stake in the ground. And I'm a guy who has had many different stakes that I put in the ground over the years. You and I knew each other all the way back in the day from the real estate industry we when did. I was in my family's business. Yeah. And my father, my brother, and I um, created one of the biggest real estate training companies in the country. Yep. MFO. And, uh, yep. MFO, the Mike Ferry Organization. That's my father. And it creates a lot of gravitational pull. Hmm. It's actually really, really difficult to expand beyond the how people knew me. And as you know, I would be on stage back in the day speaking about real estate sales, but everything that I was speaking about was coming through this filter of being a spiritual teacher. 100%. Which yeah, which, you know, was really cool for some people and really <laughs> weird for a lot of other people. <laughs> right. And so when I finally made the transition, and declared, I am going to do spiritually focused executive life coaching and mastermind training. Like when I made that decision, it was a tough, tough transition to make. And the single most valuable and accelerating thing that I did in that process was Quiet Mind Epic Life. Nice. And the most important component of doing that the most important part of the process was engaging you and your company. Mm. That was like, that wasn't like a slingshot. That was like being shot out of a cannon. I mean, it was nuts what happened uh, when we went through your process. And the momentum that that created was a real catalyst for, for changing and transforming my life and helping me to transcend and leave behind what was so successful for me in the past. It was really powerful. Mm. How I'm using my book? So we sell probably anywhere from 150 to 250 a month consistently. Beautiful. 
Excellent. Just going in the background, which is pretty exciting. In the book, I have a link to matthewferry.com forward slash app. And that app is essentially a uh, an introduction to me. And so in that app is all these free resources and all these things that will assist the book reader in implementing even more deeply some of the tactics that I talk about. And so for us, the way that we have used the book is as the beginning of a funnel, right? The beginning of a customer ascension funnel. And literally the exact same way that we're doing the enlightened goal setting Right now, we're in the phase of enlightened goal setting of giving it away for free. Right. And getting it in as many people's hands as we possibly can. And then the next phase will be that it gets uploaded on onto Amazon. We reach out to Rob and say, okay, Rob, new book, let's go. And we launch that into the world. And that will begin, that'll be another front end of our funnel. Beautiful. And so- for us, Rob, you know, we've been able to create a seven-figure business as a two-man shop, mm. really, a two, you know, man and wife, right? Me, Kristen, Kristen is really my – she's the de facto strategist, uh, CEO, sort of um, make sure that everything looks world-class. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm the, you know, sales and content and, the, you know, like we have division, but two people – you know, rocking a really, really successful business, that book has been a catalyst in making that happen. It's just been incredible. Oh, I love to hear that. Obviously, what an honor to to work with you. I love your wife. She's fantastic. I mean, it was funny. You sent me some stuff. I went online. I looked at it. I'm like, who's helping you with this? This is like some of the best stuff I've ever seen. And you're like, nobody. <laughs> Kristen, <laughs> she's doing it. I'm like, man, this stuff is good. So, you know, yeah, congratulations. She designed, she designed the book, the book cover. Uh, she did all the illustrations in the book. That's yep. her like, and there's, you know, there's the drunk monkey, for example, <laughs> right there in the book. Yep. Uh, you know, she had all those drunk monkey uh, characters made. She did the full enlightened goal setting workbook. You know, she is visual and print media and web design. And then I am audio, video and, you know, sales and presentation. We, right. you know, we make an awesome team. But the book was the galvanizer. Mm. The book just... <laughs> brought everything together, changed the entire trajectory of our lives and our business, and really set me up to once and for all live the vision that had been inside of me, which is I can show people how to have this experience of being profoundly and deeply at peace while kicking ass Mm. and living a great life of purpose and meaning. I'm doing that right Right. now. How do I get that message out there in such a way that it makes sense to people? Quiet Mind, Epic Life, bestseller publishing, launch, the rest is history. Love it. Love it. My friend, honored to have you on the podcast. Again, get a copy of the workbook. It's at publishproprofit.com forward slash goals. And obviously, the things you shared about enlightened goal setting, fantastic for people. And obviously, I'm humbled and and grateful for our relationship and to uh, have a chance to work with you guys. So thank you for being on the podcast, Matthew, and really excited to see what this next phase brings uh, to the world of enlightened goal setting. Me too. Thanks for having me, Rob.